Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, hello, it is Saturday, yay, so for all of those who of you who are still at school, it's the weekend, and not only is it the weekend, but it's the first day of the weekend, so you have the whole weekend stretched out in front of you what are you going to do what are you planning for this lovely Saturday I will tell you something right that will probably sound the craziest thing ever but it's absolutely pouring down with rain here soaking wet out there and it's really windy as well. So, um, guess where we're going today? Have a guess. We're going to the beach, of course. Where else would we be going on a wet and windy, stormy day? Of course we're going to the beach. Honestly, come on. <laughs> well, um, where else would you expect me to go? Oh, what I'm going to do, okay is we're going to put our welly boots on and we're going to put our raincoats on and I'm going to take an umbrella but we probably won't use it um and I'm going to make some sandwiches and make uh we've got some sausage rolls and some little cakes and I'm going to take a big bottle full of squash of uh drink and we're going to have a picnic at the beach now we're not going to sit on the beach and have a picnic because that would be silly because all our sandwiches will get soggy so we're going to sit in the car and have our our picnic but we're going to put our wellies on and we're going to put our raincoats on and we're going to go after we've had our picnic we're going to have fun on the beach we're going to run riot um and just have an amazing time the best time to go to the beach is when it's this weather number one because um the rain just refreshes everything um and it just makes you feel so alive and so energetic okay um can always get dried off when you and changed clothes when you come in um and number two, the main reason, or one of the main reasons, is because nobody else goes to the beach because they all think that it's mad. Nobody else goes to the beach in this weather. So, apart from the odd dog walker, we have the whole beach to ourselves, which is wonderful. If you go in the sun, not only is it uncomfortable sitting in the sun, but it's so crowded you can't move so we go like this and we have the waves crashing and oh it's just amazing so there you go that is what we are going to do run around like loons on the beach um <laughs> i know i'm crazy uh but what have you got planned today you're going on an adventure yeah doing anything exciting yeah hope so right before i go any further i have an apology to make 
Okay. Now, this apology is about yesterday. Um, I have um, an illness called MS. Okay. Um, mentioned it before and it's not a big deal. But not a big deal main most of the time because I um, I just don't let it interfere with anything. Um, I still carry on doing most things um, if I can. However, uh, most days it's fine, but sometimes we have what, or I have what's called a flare-up. Now, a couple of people have messaged me and said that yesterday I didn't sound right um, and that I didn't sound as if I was focusing and my words sounded funny okay so um i was having a very bad day yesterday um but i do try as i say not to stop it let it stop me from doing things including recording this so if i'm having a bad day it means that um the illness is kind of stopping stopping my brain from focusing on things and it um stops me and my memory is bad enough at the best of times but um when i'm having a bad day things just go in and straight back out again there is no memory in my head at all um so i have problems um focusing i have problems remembering things um and sometimes i have trouble with my words where i want to say something and i can't think of the right word to say so i will sometimes say something different but mean a, a totally different thing and so it gets a bit confusing um sometimes it does sound as though i've been drinking i've been dr i'm drunk um however at this time of the morning i do not drink wine or anything else the only thing i drink is coffee so um you haven't driven me to drink and nobody else has either um it is just that i'm having a bad day and i um i apologize if it sounds weird so i do really do apologize um but if i do sound like that just ignore me just think eh, she's having a bad day everybody else does even at work when i'm having a bad day they they just ignore me now <laughs> So there you go. That is my apology um, to the people that have uh, messaged in and said, what were you on? What were you thinking? <laughs> Problem was, I probably wasn't even thinking at all. Um, and I probably didn't even realise that I was sounding funny. So anyway, let's forget that now. <laughs> uh, what about the riddle from yesterday? The riddle was if you recall da, 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 you answer me although i never ask you questions now why would you answer something if it's not asking you questions that sounds weird to me but it's the telephone of course it is You've got to answer the telephone haven't you although if my telephone rings um my mobile and it's got the number showing and i don't know that number i will sit and look and just watch it ring i won't answer it <laughs> um uh today's riddle today's riddle is from charlie 
So hi Charlie, thank you for today's riddle, it's really good. So what can point in every direction but can't reach the destination by itself? Ooh, well now, well now, a uh, compass maybe? Mm, that can point in lots of directions, can't it? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Charlie, that's a really hard one. So, I hope that somebody, somebody can get it. And if not, oh dear me me. Anyway, I have a fun fact. So, let's see, Um, can you answer Charlie's riddle? Uh, but I also have a fun fact here. Uh, and fun fact is about roads. Okay, so... Uh, the Romans were responsible for our roads. Um, they were the first ones to invent, you know, a straight road. Um, but when roads were first paved to make them actually roads so that cars could go on them, there were no lines on the road. So it was basically a free for all. OK, um cars just drove where they wanted they drove which side of the road they wanted they drove which direction they wanted they um they just did whatever they wanted on the roads um just trying to avoid crashing into anybody else i mean to be fair now there are lines on the roads and instructions on the road it's pretty much the same um, <laughs> some of the people don't follow those instructions anyway so it's pretty much a free for all then in 1911 edward hines was driving behind a leaky milk truck okay so as the milk truck drove in front of him it left a white line along the concrete road and he had a eureka moment. There you go. Um, and he decided to begin painting a centre line on all paved roads to separate traffic and designate travelling sides of the road. Now, it doesn't say which, um, where he came from, which country he was in, because different countries have different sides of the road that they go on like in england we are uh, we drive on the left i had to think then which isn't good considering i drive um <laughs> we drive on the left hand side um but i know in america they drive on the opposite side of the road so they drive on the right hand side now um so i wonder where which when he when he was deciding right you know cars are going to drive on um which side of the road i wonder where he was and i wonder which you know why he decided right there that way they're going to go uh, on the left that way they're going to go on the right i wonder why he decided um so if that milk truck on that day wasn't leaking at that particular moment in time, white liners might never have been invented. 
Ooh, wowzers. There you go. So, sporty, sporty fun facts, okay? Badminton is the fastest racket sport in the world, with a shuttlecock leaving the racket at almost 200 miles per hour. Now, I knew that it was, you know, a fast racket sport. It's faster than tennis. However, I thought the fastest one would be squash. Because, or racquetball. Um, no, I think it's squash. The little tiny ball. Um, because, believe me, that thing travels very, very fast. Um, it's almost a bit like the snitch, the golden snitch in Harry Potter. It travels at an immense speed. And if it hits you, it really, really hurts very badly. Um, and you get a bruise. Believe me, I've had one. <laughs> a round ball shaped bruise. In 1957, Stanley Matthews became the oldest footballer to play for England at the age of 52. And he continued playing Division I football until he was 50 years old. And in 1997, aged 16, Martina Hingis became the youngest women's tennis player to be the world number one. And Caesar Cielo, Cielo um, holds the world record for 20.91 seconds or of 20.91 seconds for the men's 50 metres freestyle, a race so fast that many swimmers hold their breath from start to finish. Whoa. I don't think I could hold my breath. Um, I don't like swimming underwater because I can't hold my breath for very long at all. I do like swimming, um, but I'm very lazy. I like backstroke because you can just literally float on your back and just, you know, give a little kick every now and then. <laughs> Very lazy. Um, right, I have... Um, somebody told me this and I thought it was quite funny. Um, who knows about vampires? Okay, vampires can't be seen in the mirror. Okay, that is one... It's a bit weird saying that's one fact about vampires because nobody really knows. I mean, I don't think they exist, but it's a fact about something that doesn't exist. Okay. So, anyway, um, here's something to think about, okay? This could change everything. Space could be filled with vampires up there floating around in space, but we would never know because telescopes use mirrors. <gasps> How weird is that? That would change. That would be a complete game book change, wouldn't it? Just imagine just loads and loads of vampires floating around in space, but we can't see them because the telescopes that we use all have mirrors in them. Well, there's just thing, something to think about. <laughs> now, 
today's true or false oh yesterday's true or false now um was uh goldfish goldfish have um only have memories of three seconds okay um and that's true or false well i would have thought that was true because it's pretty much i don't know it's pretty much famous isn't it um that well known that that is the case however it's actually false so there you go because scientists have discovered that they have memories that go back for months who knew that um i was absolutely gobsmacked when i when i read that because i mean i can't even remember what i have for breakfast in the morning let alone um for months ago um my memory is so absolutely trashed that i just can't remember anything um and yet these goldfish um who are supposed to only have a three second memory can remember months back so there you go not everything is true just because you read it so that's the answer to yesterday's uh true or false question today's true or false question is thunderstorms don't exist in space true or false thunderstorms don't exist in space huh mm, well let me know what you think what did you think um right so andrew i have got a joke from you and it's doctor doctor i keep thinking i'm a goat well, when did you feel like this ever since i was a kid oh i love that that's so funny and neela rose i got a lovely message from you saying um that you were very happy i love that i'm so glad you're very happy um i'm a very happy too most of the time um now you have said the joke why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side okay everybody knows that joke it is um a classic joke um but you have said and and I agree with you, it's not funny, but because it's not funny, is what actually makes it funny. So I agree with you. When you hear it, you don't think it's funny, but then when you think about it, it is actually quite funny. <laughs> weird, I know. Um, I think we're all weird. <laughs> uh, right, so what days is it? Oh my goodness, there's quite a few day today. Uh, so it's World Honey Bee Day uh, to start off with. So we all got to take care of those lovely, beautiful honeybees. Um, World Photography Day. So um, take some photos and just, you know, take some really lovely photos international homeless animals day so if you're thinking of um getting a new pet 
um, whatever kind of pet that you're thinking about, uh, try adopting one um, instead of just going for a tiny baby. Um, try going to the, uh, the homeless centres for animals and adopting one from there because they all need loving homes. So if you are thinking of getting a new pet, then get one from there instead. Make one final years really, 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 really happy with filled with love because a lot of them haven't had any love. Uh, National Aviation Day. So that's all about flying. Um, anybody flying anywhere today? No, I'm definitely not. National Potato Day. Ooh, do you know what? I love potatoes. I love them. Uh, my favourite because you can have them in so many different ways, can't you? You can have fried. You can have um, mash, chips, um, roast potatoes. You can have any kind of potatoes. But my favourite, favourite, favourite is mashed potato love mashed potato i could just eat a bowl full of mashed potato nothing else don't need anything else <laughs> uh break the monotony day so if you're feeling a little bored do something to spice up your life definitely break that monotony uh world humanitarian day so um just do something kind. Be be kind to somebody today. National Bow Day. So wear a bow in your hair, on your clothes, on your shoes, just around your wrist, just anywhere. Wear a bow. I am going to put a bow on my bag so that I've got a bow on my bag uh well oh international orangutan day now we all know what orangutans are thanks to the jungle book um king louis was an orangutan a big orange uh monkey with um long arms i'm the king of the swingers whoa <laughs> the jungle vip love that song love the song Love the film. I love all the songs in that that movie. Uh, that is one of my favourite Disney movies ever. The proper one, though, the cartoon one, the original Disney one. Um, National Soft Ice Cream Day. So, uh, you know, the like Mr Whippy, the lovely soft, creamy ice cream. Love that. So it is National Soft Ice Cream Day today as well. So, um... Down where we go to the beach, just across the road is like a, a small cafe. Um, it's called the Bluebird Cafe and uh, it sells the best ice cream ever. And you can get it all different colours. You can have pink ice cream, you can have um, white ice cream. Uh, I think for the Jubilee or no, for the Coronation, um, they did uh, like red white and blue but i like pink and white and you have it and they hold it underneath the like the tap thing and swirl it 
and it comes out pink and white in like stripes oh my goodness it is amazing so that's my favorite i think because we're going down the beach anyway i might treat my children and me to ice cream with a flake a 99 oh my goodness i need that now i've decided <laughs> Um, right, so that is all of the, um, what is it, all of the, um, do, 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 do. all of that, everything I think we've gone through. See, this is why my I write everything down, because my brain is kind of bleh, gone. <laughs> So, um, I feel we would read chapter two in um, this this book here. So, chapter two is called The Kickaway Shoes. We've already read Jinky the Frog. Um, but The Kickaway Shoes, it's called. So, here goes. Skip and Jump were very busy brownies. They'd been spring cleaning their cottage from top to bottom and my what a lot of rubbish they turned out look at that said skip pointing to an enormous pile of old kettles old books and old boots and shoes he had put in his back garden whatever are we going to do with all this rubbish and look at my pile of rubbish too said jump skipped look it certainly was an even bigger pile than his. There was a broken down iron bedstead, two chipped vases, an old enamel candlestick, four saucepans with holes in them, oh my goodness, and heaps more things. What are we going to do with them? asked Skip. We can't burn them, they won't burn. Oh, and we haven't a dustman in our village, said Jump, so we can't ask him to collect our rubbish. And we are not going to throw these old things into the ditches like lots of untidy people do, said Skip. That would spoil the countryside. So what are we going to do? I say... What about borrowing those kickaway shoes belonging to Grumpy Gnome? cried Jump all at once. They would soon take all our rubbish away. Oh, yes, said Skip. Oh, but I'm afraid of the Grumpy Gnome. He's so bad-tempered and I just don't trust him. Well, if we pay him for the loan of his magic shoes, he can't be angry with us, said Jump. Just think, Skip, whatever we kick with the kickaway shoes immediately disappears. It's wonderful. If I kicked that old saucepan there with a kickaway shoe, it would fly away and we'd never see it again. Oh, it won't take us long to get rid of all our rubbish then, would it? Oh, and what fun it would be to do some magic kicking, cried Skip, jumping about in excitement. What fun! Let's go and ask Grumpy Gnome now. Oh, we'll take a piece of gold with us, said Jump, 
running to his purse, which was on the mantelpiece. He's sure to charge us a lot. He's a greedy, selfish, horrid fellow, and nobody likes him. We won't stay long in case he puts a nasty spell on us. Off went the two brownies in great excitement. Jump had the piece of gold safely in his pocket. They soon came to Grumpy's cottage. It was built into the hillside and there was a red door with a big black knocker. Jump knocked loudly. Rat-a-tat-tat! The grumpy gnome opened the door and glared at them. He was a nasty-looking person. He had yellow whiskers and a very long nose. His eyes were small and he wore on his head a round red cap with silver bells all around the rim. They rang when he walked. It was a magic cap. And he never took it off, not even to brush his hair. So nobody even knew whether he had any hair or not. What do you want? he said in his loud, deep voice. Please would you lend us your kick-away shoes, asked Jump politely. We will pay you for the loan of them. I shall want a piece of gold said the grumpy gnome, nodding his head, till all the silver bells on his cap rang loudly. We have brought you a piece, said Jump, and he showed the gold to Grumpy. The gnome's little eyes shone at the sight of the gold, and he suddenly grabbed it and put it into his own pocket. Here are the shoes, he said, taking down a curious pair of shoes from a shelf behind the door. They were bright yellow and had turned up ends of red painted iron to kick with. The two brownies took them eagerly. They thanked the gnome and turned to go. Bring them back tonight without fail, commanded Grumpy. He shook his head fiercely at them, making all the little silver bells tinkle again and then slammed the door. What an unpleasant creature he is, to be sure, said Skip, looking quite pale. I was really afraid he was going to turn us into black beetles or something. You know, he is supposed to do that to people he doesn't like, and once he turned a cheeky pixie into a currant bun and ate him. Oh, my, he's a horrid person. The brownies hurried home with the magic shoes. When they got there, they each put a shoe on their right foot and danced about in glee. We've got the kickaway shoes, we've got the kickaway shoes, they cried. They made such a noise that Whiskers, their big black cat, came out to see what they were doing. Hello, Whiskers, darling, cried the brownies, who were both very fond of their cat. Look at our magic shoes. Whiskers sniffed at them and then hurriedly backed away. She had smelt the magic on them and was afraid. She went off to a corner of the garden. Now let's start kicking away all our rubbish, cried Skip. Come on, 
Watch me kick away this old saucepan. He stood behind the saucepan, lifted his right foot and gave the saucepan an enormous kick with the iron end of the kickaway shoe. Bang! The saucepan shot into the air and flew away. My, how it flew! The brownies watched it going through the air until it was just a black speck and then they couldn't see it any longer. I wonder where it's gone to, said Jump. It's gone to the land of rubbish, said Skip. Now it's your turn, Jump. Kick that vase away. Well, Jump kicked with all his might. The vase broke into a hundred pieces and each piece flew through the air at top speed. They soon disappeared. The brownies giggled. This was great fun. We'll both kick away this nasty old bedstead, said Skip. It's so big it wants two people to kick it, I'm sure. They both kicked with all their might. At once the bedstead rose into the air and to the great delight of the brownies and to the enormous surprise of the pixies down in the village. The old iron bedstead flew off through the air looking smaller and smaller the further it went. It was most exciting. The brownies laughed till the tears came into their eyes. They were having a glorious time. They kicked away the candlesticks, the old boots and the tin kettles. They kicked away a pile of books and a broken spade. They kicked dozens of things and shouted in glee when they saw them all flying off into the air, never to come back. At last there was nothing but an old basket left. Skip gave it a hard kick and it rose into the air. <gasps> but oh no, oh my goodness, what a dreadful thing. Whiskers the cat had curled herself up in that basket and Skip didn't know she was there. When the basket rose up in the air, Whiskers shot out and she and the basket flew along together at top speed. Whiskers meowed loudly, but it was no use. She had to go to the land of rubbish, and soon the horrified brownies could see nothing of her but a tiny black speck far away in the sky. Oh, oh, cried Skip, the tears running down his cheeks in two streams. I didn't know Whiskers was in the basket. Oh, she'll never come back. Oh, my dear darling old cat. Oh, Jump, she's gone. Jump sobbed too. Both brownies loved their cat with all their hearts. And it was dreadful to think poor old Whiskers had been kicked off to the land of rubbish. How upset she would be. How lonely and frightened. Who will give give her 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 m milk? Wept Skip. Oh, who will tuck her up in a warm rug at night? Sobbed Jump. It was dreadful. 
The brownies couldn't think what to do. They put their arms around one another and cried so much that they made a puddle round their feet. At last, Skip had an idea. Let's go to Grumpy Gnome and ask him to tell us how to get Whiskers back, he said. There's sure to be a spell to get her back. Oh, yes, yes, cried Jump, wiping his eyes with his big yellow handkerchief. So, off they set once more to Grumpy's cottage. The gnome frowned at them when he opened the door. I said, bring back the shoes tonight. Not this afternoon, he said crossly. I was just having a nap and you've wakened me. Oh, please, Grumpy, we've come about something terribly important, said Skip. We've kicked away Whiskers, our lovely cat, by mistake. And we want, to tell her, want you to tell us how to get her back. Grumpy's little eyes gleamed. Ha, he thought, I can make some money out of this. Well, he said aloud, that's certainly very serious. You will have to pay me a very large sum of money to get her back. It's very hard to get a black cat back from the land of rubbish. Oh dear, said Jump and Skip. How much money do you want? I want 50 pieces of gold. Oh, squealed Skip and Jump in horror. We only have three pieces. Get us our cat back for three pieces, Grumpy, please. Certainly not, said the gnome, pretending that he was shutting the door. Fifty pieces or no cat. Wait, wait, said Jump. We've only three pieces, I tell you. What else will you take besides our three pieces of gold? Well, I'll take your grandfather clock, said Grumpy. Oh, groaned the brownies sorrowfully. We do so love our old clock, but you shall have it. Um, and your rocking chair, said Grumpy, and the pair of lovely brass candlesticks you have on your mantelpiece. The brownies groaned again. They were proud of their rocking chair and candlesticks, but still they loved Whiskers more than all these things. So they sadly promised to go back home and fetch the gold, the clock, the chair and the candlesticks at once. They ran off crying. What a dreadful thing to have to give up all their nicest things. To the horrid, greedy gnome. If he'd been at all kind-hearted, he would have been sorry about Whiskers and would have got her back for nothing. 
But oh, the grumpy gnome had a heart as hard as stone. Skip and Jump fetched out their big clock, their old rocking chair, and the two candlesticks. Skip had the gold in his pocket. He carried the rocking chair too. Jump managed to take the grandfather clock and the candlesticks. They went along slowly, panting and puffing under their heavy loads. Just as they got near Grumpy's cottage, they met Bron, the head brownie of the village. He was most astonished to see Skip and Jump carrying such heavy things. Are you moving? he asked. No, said Skip. We're taking these to Grumpy. Then he told Bron all that had happened and how Grumpy had made them promise to give him their nicest things in return for getting back whiskers from the land of rubbish. So that's why we're taking him our three gold pieces, our beautiful grandfather clock, our rocking chair and our lovely candlesticks, said Skip sadly. But you see, we must get whiskers back. She'll be so lonely and so frightened. Bron frowned and looked as black as thunder when he heard about the greed and selfishness of the gnome, of the unkind gnome, because he was being unkind, wasn't he? Where are the kickaway shoes, he asked. Well, I've still got one on and so has Skip, said Jump, and he lifted up his right foot to show Bron. Give them to me, said Bron. In great surprise, Skip and Jump took off the kickaway shoes and watched Brom put them on, one on each foot. Then they looked on in even greater surprise when he marched straight up to Grumpy's front door and banged hard on the knocker. Rat-a-tat-tat! The door flew open and out came Grumpy looking very angry indeed. How dare you knock so loudly, he began in a rage. But then he stopped when he saw that it was Bron knocking and not Skip and Jump. I've just come to tell you something, Grumpy John, Grump, Grumpy Gnome, Grumpy John, said Bron in a very fierce voice. I've come to tell you that you are the nastiest, greediest, unkindest gnome in the whole of the kingdom and you don't deserve to live in this nice little village. Oh, don't I, said Grumpy, his little eyes glittering wickedly. Well, where do I deserve to live then? Tell me that. And he turned to go indoors again. The best place for you is the land of rubbish, shouted Bron. And before Grumpy could get inside his door, he kicked him hard with the iron points of the kickaway shoes. First with one shoe and then with the other. 
oh my goodness me, Grumpy gave a loud yell and rose up into the air and then, still yelling, he flew on and on to the land of rubbish. The brownies watched him and then suddenly Skip gave a cry. Oh, Bron, you've kicked him away before he told us how to get back, dear old whiskers. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Don't worry, said Bron cheerfully. A cat can always find its way home. Again, no matter where it's taken to. Whiskers will come back all right. And that wicked gnome knew it perfectly well. He was just robbing you. Of all these things for nothing. Take them back home again. Put down a saucer of milk and wait for Whiskers to come back. Oh, thank you, Bron, said the grateful little brownies. But what are you going to do with the kickaway shoes? I shall keep them in my house and then if anyone wants to borrow them he can do so for nothing said Bron. he put on his own shoes and then taking the kickaway shoes under his arm he went off home whistling loudly he stopped every now and then to laugh when he thought of the grumpy gnome flying through the air to the land of rubbish. Skip and Jump staggered home again with all their belongings. They put them back in their places and then they went to the larder for some milk. They poured out a saucerful and put it down on the floor, ready for whiskers when she came back. Then they put the kettle on for tea and toasted some muffins for they felt very, very hungry. And, would you believe it, just as they were sitting down to eat their tea, there came a meowing at the door. Skip leapt up and opened it, and there outside was dear old Whiskers, very tired and very hungry, for she had indeed walked a very long way. Darling old whiskers, cried the brownies in delight, hugging her and stroking her soft fur. Oh, we are glad to see you again. Here's some milk for you. <gasps> and shall we open a tin of sardines for you, just for a treat? They were all so happy that evening. Whiskers sat on Skip's knee first and then on Jump's so that they might share her properly between them. She was just as glad to be back home again as they were to have her. Well, as for the grumpy gnome, he's still in the land of rubbish. And it's a very good place for him too. <laughs> well, 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 well. Um, that's what happens. If you're mean and unkind and greedy, you go to the land of rubbish. You sail through the air. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if we could just do that? Oh, goodness me. Mind you, probably not so good because 
so many times I would do it just in anger and then think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And possibly the land of rubbish would end up very, very full. Do you not think? <laughs> anyway, I am going to uh, go now so that I can get breakfast and I can get the children sorted and then we can go to the beach. Yes, beach, beach, beach. <laughs> mad 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 there we go right have a great day the question for the day is what side of the road do cars drive on in your country tell me which country you're in and which side of the road they drive in because i'm actually quite interested to know which ones drive on the opposite side of the road to us because i know australia and new zealand are opposite to us with weather wise but um i don't know whether they're opposite to us driving wise so yeah let me know um and as i say that's the question of the day um think about those vampires vampires in space all sailing around <laughs> But you're not going to be able to see them because why? Because the telescopes all use mirrors. Any old how. You have a wonderful, great day. And I will see you all again tomorrow. But make sure, most of all, that you take care and you stay safe. See you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.